Hi, this is Joe Ingram, and I'm the host of the Sales Genius Podcast, where we deep dive into what works and what doesn't in the realm of sales. I have personally spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers, and I'm here to provide you with the cheat sheet to making more deals for more money and ultimately becoming more happy. My mission is simple. I want to help you sell one more deal today and every day going forward. My approach is going to be unique because I believe that the only thing you need to do as a salesperson is provide your prospect with a logical reason to justify their emotional decision. Now, let's go ahead and dig a little deeper into the mind of a sales genius with today's podcast. Those R types like to be involved with the president. So that's, you're welcome. So for those of you that are on here watching and you're just seeing different people pop up on your screen at a time, if you're on a phone, you're going to be on speaker view anyway. It's just going to change that person. If you are on a computer, a laptop or anything, then you want to click in the upper right hand corner. So it says gallery view. So you can see everybody on the call at one time. Instead, because if you did, you'd see Kenny Brooks is already here, man. He's down here in the box. He's look at he's chilling outside on the porch. The rest of us in locked inside, except for Rachel. Kenny, Rachel <laughs> is Rachel is out on the beach mocking your porch. All right. So all right, so Facebook integration is not working. And so I'll just shoot it over to YouTube then. Let's go with this one. It's there. What do you use for that, Joe? Are you just streaming direct from uh, from Zoom? From Zoom, yeah. If Ken was here, he would yell at me and tell me that I have to use StreamYard. StreamYard, uh, Phoenix, but StreamYard doesn't out. let everybody participate. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, StreamYard is still limited. It's a good program, but you're still limited on the number of places you can stream unless you pay the the forty the, bucks a month. Yeah, the yeah, and I'm out on but that. And that's still only ten people that it lets be on there with you if it's you mm-hmm. pay it's the forty. Six people, six people on the screen with four people in the green room that you right. have to cycle in and out. And I'm like, that's not going to work because yeah, mm-hmm. let's be real. We all want to be on the same screen as Kenny Brooks. Yep. Let's be real. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Screenshotted. So, um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and start kicking off. We're live on YouTube as well as on our Zoom call here. So Facebook is not being responsive again. So <laughs> I have to create a bogus account like uh, Luigi told me. So when you guys, uh, this is what I want to do. I'm excited today because this has been, I, I, I get to talk to a guy now. I've been bugging him for a month now. So he's like, dude, shut up. But um, Kenny Brooks is somebody I use to this day in my training classes to say, look, when you are prepared to make a sale and talk to people, if you know your stuff so well, then nobody can get one past you. Okay. And my example forever was exactly that was, let me show you what happens when you have become such a master in your craft, right? For me, I say, you want to become a Jedi in sales. 
you want to be out there. So this man has done that. So I'm going to throw up what I want to first ask him. This is that. So 2011 Kenny Brooks goes viral. Now, most people don't know the story. I was lucky enough. He was on uh, my buddy Mo's podcast already. And so I got to listen to a little bit. So I just want a condensed version. I don't want to make him mad anymore. Right. And get upset <laughs> with what he's doing. But when I, when I look at this man, for one, this is somebody I have an immense amount of respect for because of the amount of effort he has put into what he does for a living, okay? And so he got recorded back in 2011. The video went viral, okay? And I want Kenny to tell us just real quick, right, because now we're in 2020. So from 2011 to 2020, what happened? Where did, what got you to this point today? And then I want him to drop some nuggets on what it takes to sell. Because if anybody who's been deemed as the best door-to-door salesperson ever, right, we need to learn from this person and we need to take a bunch of notes and go through. So I'm going to say, let's hold off the questions or raise your hand. If you put him in the chat, he's on his phone. I told him I'll monitor chat and make sure that nobody is, uh, jumping in and interrupting him while he's going because when he's in the flow, you want to let him be in the flow. Make sense? Kenny Brooks, my friend, I want to say thank you for joining us. And I also want to say, so what has happened since 2011 to now? Right. Well, um, first of all, um, I want to thank Joe for um, inviting me on this um, Zoom call. Um, basically, I started the, the video um, t- 2011 actually um i had quit my sales job i started doing sales like basically i like i was telling um mo and a, a couple of other people when i did podcasts like bradley and them that I, I did i started doing sales like on an accident when i was like 12 years old because my mom I, I my mom couldn't afford me you no know, um, basketball shoes so i went to extra um i needed some shoes to play basketball she said she couldn't afford them so i went to school and I was playing like some church shoes. I was sliding all across the gym and I was, I was humiliated. People was making fun of me and everything. So I really couldn't showcase like my basketball skills. So on the way home from school, I seen like this pole. It had like a uh, paper and it had like an ad on there saying that um, it was a paper out basically saying I can deliver paper um, every day after school and make like $50 a week. And then, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm a, my goal was to like, do it for like probably like two weeks, make like a quick hundred dollars and then buy some shoes and then go back to um, playing basketball. The first day I went out, I'm delivering paper with um this other kid and we, I threw the paper. One was, one was, uh we had like a little red wagon. I don't know if y'all remember back in the day when we paper routes, we got the wagon with the papers and you throw it to the address. As I'm throwing the paper to the address, the guy come out, customer, he come out extremely rude. Like, just like, he was like, well, why y'all keep, giving me papers. I canceled this prescription a long time ago when I was like, I'm 12 years old. The only thing I can think of because like, it was just like a talent that I had just possessed. But I was like, I turned into a salesperson real quick. That's why I said I became a salesperson on accident. Cause as soon as he said that, the other guy looked at me like, what you gonna say? And I was like, if two of your kids was playing, one broke the glass, would you spank both of them? He was like, no, I was like, well, you shouldn't spank us. Let me just call a company and find out what the problem is and we can have a solution and we probably can get you like a free subscription or we because I apologize for the bad performance. And then I end up selling them on keeping the subscription and not resold them on like a whole year subscription. So we get in, they tell the manager, they move me from a salesperson, I mean, a paper route boy to a salesperson. Now I'm like 12 years old. So they had to give me like a script to learn. 
And at the time, the script was like longer than ketchup. And I, I like, I, I didn't want to read the script because it was telling me like you could work towards a college education. And um, I'm like 12 years old. I wasn't thinking about college at the time. I was just thinking about getting some shoes to play basketball. So I'm like, this is not me. It ain't gonna fit me. So anyway, I started like just being myself and using like one-liners and jokes at 12 years old. And I was breaking the ice with people. So at 12 to 14, I st- I, I end up start, it, I start, make a long story short, I went from trying it out to loving it from like 12 years old. So I started doing it from like 12 to 14. I became like the top salesperson like 12 years old. So I started making like the same amount of money as my mother. Like I was making like two to $300 a week just based off of like just signing people up and selling the newspaper subscription. So then like uh, at the high school around like 2008 or nine, I got back into sales. That's when I did a traveling sales job with a video went viral. So I was like the top salesperson over here because I experienced the best teacher I had experienced. But I, what, 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 I, what I had experience with is I knew how to make people laugh and break the ice because like as a little kid, I was like the black sheep of the family. No offense, I am black, but that's what they call me. I was like the black sheep of the family. And I was like a party going people person. I was class clown of high school. So I already knew I had personality, but what I didn't have, I didn't have like the knowledge of sales. Like, so I started reading a lot of books like Zig Ziglar and Dale Carnegie and like Mandingo, Napoleon Hill, all of these books. I started like, like reading self-improvement books. So I, I started teaching myself like the artist selling and like the principle behind a sale and how to like, greet like how to greet people and like how to break the ice and personality so I really started getting involved with like learning how to be a great salesperson from like the age of like 19 to 21 and like 21 that's when that video went viral like fast forward from like I got in sales like 2008 again and then like 2010 I was like the top salesperson for like two years so then like um what happened was at the end of 2010 like around like January 2010 I remember it briefly like like yesterday um this one guy had beat me in sales and he had worked the Indian reservation and he was like he was just talking he was just talking mess to me because he like nobody was beating me I was like consistent I was just beating everybody like blowing them out because I was like my my way of selling is like I was I was like that's why they my title was like door-to-door comedian because I was selling people just strictly off personality I had so many customers that are just buy. And they didn't even know what they was buying just off of my approach and like one-liners and jokes. So anyway, this one day he beat me. And then I was like, where did you work at? He was like, I worked in the reservation. I was like, I, I bet you that I'm going to go work that same Indian reservation. I'm going to double your sales. So anyway, anyway, we was at um, Temecula. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Temecula, California. We worked Pachinga. It was Pachinga. I remember like yesterday it was Pachinga Indian reservation. So they dropped me off. The first door I knock on, dude come to the door with a shotgun. He like, get off my porch, I'll blow your brains off. Blow your brains off. I'm like, God bless you, have a good day. And then so I walked off. He started following me with the shotgun. He's like, you knock on one more door, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So I called my manager. I'm like, hey, you got to come pick me up. This guy, he crazy, follow me with a gun. Tell me if I knock on another door, he's going to kill me. So anyway, my manager started laughing. He like, man, you the top salesperson. Yeah, you ain't never called me like saying that you know somebody following you with a gun like it was like the boy that cried wolf because i never called like like it don't matter like i didn't went like all day without a sale and you know sales is a mystery long i learned that from zig zig where the longer it takes you to get the sale the closest one i never called i didn't have slow days where i didn't went like six seven hours without a sale and then in 10 minutes i pick up like 15 20 sales just selling people lamborghini fast so but this day it wasn't like that so i called him he thought that you know 
I probably wanted to get moved. I was having a bad day. So anyway, he was like, well, look, I'm, I'm dropping the rest of your um, sales team off. Give me like 15, 20 minutes. He was like, if he keep following you, just call the police if I'm making the time. So anyway, while I'm on the phone, I guess the guy thought I was talking to the police. He ended up turning around, going back to his house. The next, I, like I'm walking, I get off the phone. I see this door, with, the door was open. So I was like, let me go knock on this door and I'm gonna just try to uh, get some help. Cause I didn't want to call the police. I didn't, like, I just wanted to like, see, like get some help, but I was really still in sales mode anyway. Cause I'm from Detroit. I'm like, people put guns out every day. I see that all the time. So, and they said tough times on last tough people do. So I wasn't really thinking my mind was like, I was just like, like my mind was just equipped. I was just trying to win. It didn't really matter what was going on. That's how I was. I just had tough skin. So anyway, I go to the um, next door, a blind lady come to the door. And then she was like, um, I was like, don't shoot, just a chocolate funny kid going door to door. She was like, is you um dark chocolate or you caramel chocolate? I'm like, um, I'm dark chocolate. She was like, you African-American? I'm like, yeah. She like, uh, she like, you in the wrong neighborhood. I'm surprised my nephews ain't run you out this neighborhood because they um father just got murdered by an African-American. And I'm like, I'm sorry to hear that. So I started putting two to two together. I said, dang, I probably just ran into one of your nephews that pulled a gun out on me. But I didn't tell her that. So then she was like, um, so what are you selling? I'm like, I'm only selling good looks, charming personality, but this cleaner put the icing on the cake. And then she was like, um, she was like, you selling the cleaner? I was like, I was like, yes, ma'am. And then she was like, well, she was like, how many bottles you got in your bag? I was like, I got four bottles left. She was like, can you promise me if I buy these bottles in your bag, can you leave my neighborhood? Cause I don't want nothing um crazy to happen to you i was like okay sure so she bought all the bottles in my bag so i leave her door so now i'm calling my manager again i'm like look can you come get me i, I just emptied my bag just move me to another neighborhood i'm still working i ain't give up anyway while i'm on the phone he hung up he's like i'm i'm on my way they pull up on me the same guy with the shotgun and like i guess he had like a whole entourage now it's like five guys on like four wheelers and everything like they come out with like machetes, guns, and knives and everything. He was like, you thought I was playing? Did I tell you don't go to another door? He was like, this brown native pride truck about to pull up. If you don't get in, we gonna kill you. So I, I start crying instantly. I'm like, oh, cause they surrounded me like, and I'm like, like in a huddle. So they like had me surrounded. So I'm like crying now. And then a brown tr truck pull up and then the dude rode on the window with a, like a sawed off shotgun and he pointed at me. He was like, get in right now. I kill you and then so I'm about to walk in I'm actually like walking like in a truck like on my way I'm like right probably like right with the door open I'm about to walk and I see like three unmarked police cars just come out of nowhere like basically like just saved my life it was like God was like right there so as soon as they seen the police with sirens just driving up to them they just start scattering like going different ways like and so i'm just in shock now so the police come and then they start they tell me to get in the back of the car they start give, asking me um to fill out a police report asking me what happened and everything and i'm telling them like i'm just crying like i don't know I, my friend worked this area yesterday he had a good day at like 30 some sales and i go over here today and like the first door they put a gun on me then i sell this lady four bottles and then they just surrounded me and tell me to get in the truck there so he's like i was like did somebody end up calling you and tell you that like what was going on it was like no it was like we happened to work monitor this area because it's a lot of crime that's been going on in the last couple of days like murder kidnapping and all this and i'm like dang that's crazy so anyway to make a long story short they take me down to the police station i fill out a police report and i had to do like a lineup like to point the people out after i did my police report it was like do you remember the guys how they look if we was how you point them out i was like i remember like two of them i remember the guy that rolled down his window and told me to get in i remember the guy that was following me with the shotgun Come to find out, them was the brothers that the lady that I end up selling, that was her nephews. That was, they was brothers. Anyway, make a long story short. So I pointed them out. So 
my manager and them come pick me up. I'm crying. I'm like, I'm just mad. Now I'm just cussing them out. Like, y'all got me out here about to die over selling a bottle of cleaner. But y'all should have been picking me up a long time ago. I'm like heated, like just going crazy. So anyway, to make a long story short, I was like, I, I ain't doing this sales job no more. Can y'all give me a ticket back to Detroit? I'll quit and everything. So they, they ended up getting me a ticket back home. So this is like the end of January. I promise like right, it's like almost February because the video went viral. No, this was like, this was like December, I think. Yeah, it was December 2010. I remember, yeah, it was December, 20, it was like right before Christmas because I got a subpoena in the mail like around like January, like January 5th or 6th. And that was 2011. That's when the video happened. But this was as crazy as how it even happened. So anyway, I go back home to Detroit. I spend like Christmas, my birthday and everything with my family. They send me a subpoena right after the New Year's to go back to California to testify against the people that uh that did the crime. So I was like, I ain't really want to go because I really don't know about subpoenas and nothing like that. But my mother was like, no, you got to go. It's mandatory. You can get in trouble and everything with the law. Just go ahead. They said they're going to fly you there and fly you back. They're going to have you in witness, witness protection, make sure you're secure and everything. So I go there. So... When I go there, this is like two weeks later. It's like like the first week of January, probably the second week. I'm not for sure. I know it was like, like in January. So I go there. I'm getting ready to go to court. I'm going to the restroom. After I go to the metal detector, I'm going to the metal detector. I go to the restroom. As I'm leaving out of the restroom, I see this big Indian dude. He's like, hey, you motherfucker. Then he go like this. Excuse my French. He just go like this. And then I just run out of the restroom. And then I just run down, go through the the uh metal detector and I just run out of the courtroom and then I'm on I'm on the phone like just like nervous again crying I'm like man I told this to set up you got I got you got to get me back home and everything she's like what, what's going on and I'm like I'm like this guy this Indian dude he just like threatened me he said he was gonna cut my throat if I testify I guess against his family or something I'm at this gas station calling you right now she was like well I don't have no money to get you back home she was like why don't you call the sales company because they're in California see if they can get you back home so I called them so they end up bribing me to work this day. This was how crazy it was. They was like, um, okay, we're going to come pick you up right now. They didn't even tell me that I had to go to work. They just told me that's going to come pick me up, get me back home. So they come pick me up. They sell me on like, okay, uh, we just looked at your flight to go from Detroit to California. It's like 500 bucks. They was like, but what we can do, um, you could just go to work today. Because they knew I was, I was like killing when I was selling. I was making like three to $400 a day selling. This was like back in 2011. Anyway, make a long story short, they was like, you could go to work today and you could use your sales to pay for your ticket back home. So my whole thing was, I'm down there really stranded now. So I'm like, okay, I ain't got no choice. They was like, we're going to drop you off in a good neighborhood and everything. So they dropped me off in Tarzana. So the first door I knocked on, he was like the Lakers doctor. He was like the doctors, like when they have physicals and everything, they get injured. He was like the old Lakers doctor when they had like uh, Magic Johnson, Kareem and all of them. So. I sell him like two bottles and stuff. And he was like, you pretty funny. He was like, you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? I was like, yeah, I do do stand-up comedy. I was like, this is just a vehicle that's driving me to my success. This is a stepping stone. I was like, because they said that um, if you can knock on somebody's door that you never met before and make them laugh with your sense of humor, you wouldn't be afraid to perform in front of an audience. So this just, this just helped me with my people skills. Anyway, so he was like, yeah, he's like, that's pretty amazing. He was like, you know, Jamie Foxx there across the street. That's why I actually, I'm like, what? He like, yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. I was like, all right, got to go sell him right now. So anyway, so I leave his door. I'm going across the street. I see like a Maybach pulling his gate, gated, because his house was gated, but the gates start opening. So I run across the street real fast after I sell him. The gates start closing. So I get like real close to the gate and the gates start opening back up. So once the gates start opening back up, 
I'm walking through the gate. I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like, oh, I'm about to sell Jamie Foxx. So on his intercom, he starts talking. He's like, hey, what are you doing? No trespassing, no trespassing. I was like, COD. And he's like, all right, one second. So he pull in this garage. Then he come back out on a golf cart. And I'm like, dang, it's Jamie Foxx real. And then so he drive up on me. And then he like, wait, 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 you trying to sell something? I thought, I, I thought you said COD. I was like, yeah, no, come on down. And then he started laughing. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, not only is you funny, you funny looking. So we start cracking jokes on each other for like the first three minutes. Like we just start like, like just like joining on each other. So anyway, he was like, man, you know what? I like your personality. You remind me of myself when I used to be a salesman. And then he just had me get on a golf cart. Then he just gave me like a tour of his house. And he started telling me his whole life story, how he was like from like a small town in Texas, how he got adopted. And he used to be like a shoe salesman. And he did that to like pay for, uh, like he said that he, like he actually like wanted to do like show business. And he said that he wanted to be a comedian. He said this was before. He just told me his whole story, like how his real name ain't Jamie, like, he, he used that to, like, he was just telling me the whole story. So I'm crying as he's telling me this. And he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I was like, it's crazy because, like, I wasn't even supposed to meet you today. I was like, I had just quit my sales job, like, like a couple weeks ago because I had got kidnapped by Indians. He started laughing. And he was like, Indians? Well, you was at 7-Eleven? I'm like, no. I was like, I worked at, I, I worked like the Indian reservation because my friend had worked it and he had beat me in sales. So it was like competition more than. And then he was like, he was like, let me tell you something. He was like, everything happened for a reason. He was like, just don't give up. He was like, you gonna go. He like, I'll show you somebody that have adversity. I'll show you somebody that didn't give up and they successful right now as we speak. And then he was like, let me tell you this one last thing before I leave. Now this, look, when I was talking to him, it's crazy because like, he was on his way to come, like, he was on his break. He had drove home, like, because he said he was shooting a movie, The Django. I don't know if y'all remember that movie, The Django. He was shooting that movie, and, like, I, like so happened he had to stop home for a minute. But he was telling me, like, right before, like, he even told me about he was shooting a movie. Like, let me tell you how, like, how life worked. He was like, whatever you're looking for, look for you. He was like, I remember I was about to give up when I was a shoe salesman because I wasn't getting sales either. And he said he knocked on this one guy door in Hollywood and he said he said he was having a slow day he wouldn't get no sales and he said he sat on like the corner he like he said he used to quit like three times a day and he said he just used to like just think like oh should I do this should I not should I do this and then he said that the only reason why he kept going because he really like he he was an aspiring comedian he wanted to give up on his dreams so he said that he just something told him like just keep going he said he knocked on this one dude door and he said the dude didn't buy uh the, uh, his shoes from him and he said that he was like you know what I got a better idea for you like oh, I'm doing an audition for a living color tomorrow he was like um I like I think you're really talented and you will make the cut and he said that he went and did the audition and that's how he blew up and I'm like that's crazy so right after he told me that the next door the lady comes to the door with a camcorder and that's how that video was made like right across the street like I'm talking about like right next door from Jamie Foxx that's what a lady filmed me now this is the tripped out part like, I get to the door and lights, camera, action. That's why I, like, I, it, like, people, when they see the video, still to this day, I be doing all type of interviews and everything. They be like, man, that video was phenomenal. They was like, Did, was that a setup? I'm like, no, nah, that was a one-take Jake. Like, as soon as I knocked on the lady door, it was lights, camera, action. Like, and it, like, and I tell them, like, before the video, you know what I'm saying? I sold Jamie Foxx. Anyway, to make a long story short, so... If I fast forward, the video go viral. Now, I'm still going door to door. I, I'm going door to door for years now because it's like 2011. Like, what's crazy is that I'm going door to door and I got a viral video. Like, at the time, I told my, it had got like 2 million views within like three hours, people was telling me. 
Now, now I fast forward to like 20, like this whole time I'm, I'm, I'm like still going door to door. Like they didn't make, they, the company knew that the video viral, I didn't because this around 2011, I really, I really didn't know about social media. That's how the lady ended up taking advantage of me of the video. Once she found out the video went viral, you know, she copyrighted the video and then she started making money off the video. Now this is crazy because I didn't find out she started making money off the video till like 2016, like five years later, because like she got paid for ridiculous, like, Tosh.0 paid her. It was on Tosh.0. It was on America's Funniest Home Videos. And then Ridiculous, this is how I found out, like 2016, 2017, I get an email from Ridiculousness, the show on MTV. And it was like, um, we have to have two parties sign this cassette for us to play the video on our show. We already had Sabrina. Her name was Sabrina Morgan. I remember like yesterday. It was like, we already had her signed it and we paid her. It was like, she said she's going to split the payment with you, but she uh, gave us, um, we found you. I don't even know how they got my email or anything. It was like, we ended up finding you. At the time I got an email, this like five years later, because I knew that I had a viral video this time. I didn't find out to like, 2015 to 16 when I started getting involved with like social media but if I would have knew what I knew now I'd probably be a billionaire because like she really took advantage of the whole situation but anyway to make a long story short so come to find out um I started talking to like he like the executive producer of the show I started talking to him and then he was like yeah what happened was that we contacted the lady the lady didn't have no information on you she said that um she tried to look you up and they had an article that you got shot by your brother some in California, you was dead. So we really was basically was just gonna, we pay her 20 grand to uh, use a video. But then I guess uh, you must've sold somebody that used, that used to work for our, our production company and they said that you were still alive. So we ended up getting your email cause I had a Facebook and everything now and I had like, my, so they ended up finding me. So anyway, they gave me our contact information and I end up contacting her so I was about to get an entertainment lawyer and everything is sewer because like at the time when I found out the video had like 300 million views now it's like 2017 now the video got like and like like I, I'm in Hollywood now I work with like a lot of social media people like I, I, I mess with Logan Paul Jake Paul they make like a million dollars a month just off of YouTube because like once you get like a million views you get like two thousand dollars now here it is this video had like 300 million so you do the math. She was eating real good. I didn't get nothing. I got six kids. They like eating. I like feeding them. So I was like, that's just crazy. But this was crazy even more. So anyway, I'm in Hollywood. It's like 2017. I'm like mad now because like I know the lady didn't took advantage of me. So I'm um, in Hollywood at a skit party. A skit party is like we do like comedy sketches and stuff. Like we doing like funny skits and like pin them on Instagram, YouTube. And um, my friend, um, we filming like an episode with like King botching them. And then so come to find out Jamie Foxx nephew was there he liked the uh he like a cinematographer and then my friend Diamond he was like hey hey this Jamie Foxx nephew why don't you tell him the story of how you sold his uncle and then so I started explaining him the story like how I sold Jamie Foxx he's like man that's crazy my uncle did something about the story I'm about to FaceTime right now so we end up FaceTiming Jamie Foxx he's like oh remember that guy that um you you uh told me about a couple years ago you had so uh, he sold you some cleaner and he went viral look he right here. So he get on the phone with me and then we start talking and stuff. And I was like, man, I just want to thank you for uh, calling your neighbor and having her reach out to me to record me and um, help, helping me with a viral video because that changed my life. Because at the time, like, I started meeting a lot of, like, important people. I met Tyler Perry. I was supposed to get on Ellen. A whole bunch of stuff started happening for me. But what happened was that when he told me this, it just broke my heart. He was like, let me tell you how racist my neighbor is. He was like, um, Right after you left my door, my neighbor called me. They was like, Jamie, I'm just giving you a heads up. Uh, it's this suspicious black guy working our neighborhood, and he looked like he's trying to break in your door, breaking your house or something. He's peeking through your gate or something. 
And then he was like, no, nah, that's not true. His name Kenny Brooks, the aspiring comedian. And he's pretty funny. You should open the door and listen to him because I just bought some as cleaner. So that was the only reason why she came to the door with a camcorder. Her whole attentions was like, she, she stereotyped me, basically. She didn't record me because I was a talented, funny, door-to-door comedian salesman that the world will love when they see a viral video. She recorded me because she thought that I was breaking in people's houses. And like, if the neighbor said that I really did that, she would have had me on like on video. You know what I'm saying? That's why she zoomed in on my badge. Like, what's your name? I'm like, Kenny Brooks. And she's like, where you from? So she got all my information zoomed in. I didn't watch the video over and over did my, my research. But anyway, to make a long story short, what's even crazier, we had like, like we started talking, me and her. I started talking to her and I'm explaining this to her. I'm like, uh, I talked to Jamie Foxx and everything, and he told me how you caught him and everything. And then she just got upset at that. She was like, you know what? I made you. She was like, how about I just take the video down? And she just took the whole video down, like when it had like 301 million views. So right after that, I just. Sorry. Can you hear me? The phone kind of went in and yeah, out. We, got, we still Y'all got still there? Sorry, sorry about that. Okay. So anyway, to make a long story short, I just did my homework. So when she took the video down, I just went and like got me a social media. I I I just flooded social media with like Instagram, Facebook, um, um, Twitter, YouTube. I started monetizing my brand and everything. So that's like 2017. So I moved to LA. I got out of sales and then I um I uh I moved to Vegas because I'm back and forth. I'm 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 in North Hollywood and I'm in Vegas at the moment. So because my media team, I got a media team. I just signed a deal with like a marketing media team. They like do media for like Logan Paul, Tanner Fox, Jake Paul, all these like Instagrammers and stuff. So they just helping my brand. And then they, they the ones reached out to Brad Leah for me and Jordan Belfort. I'm supposed to be doing the Jordan Belfort podcast next month. So they basically just reached out for me, start helping me. You feel me? Like, cause they knew that I was signing. It was like, man, you got a story that USA Today will love. And they was like, people don't know your story. They don't know where you've been at the last year. They probably think you like a one hit wonder. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, I've just been working eight days a week, just grinding you know but i feel like nowadays you got to work smart not hard if i want to got to took advantage of you know i probably be in a better position but i thank god for that happened because he who suffer remembers so it just made me even stronger and like i'm uh, it's a blessing for me to be able to sit here and just share this with everyone to like let them understand that you know like you got to go through trials and tribulations so it was a blessing because right after that i just uh i just wrote my whole docuseries i got a docuseries that's about to get picked up on netflix i'm doing a whole television show i'm do i just i i was supposed to do a um an event with tony robbins and i was supposed to speak on stage but it got postponed because of the coronavirus so like from that video happening the lady taking advantage 2017 all the way from 2020 now so i'm like just doing brand deals i'm um, working on my own brand basically i just launched my um sales training course uh, i've been speaking i've been doing speaking engagements and everything so and i still do comedy too so i got a show that's coming i just did i just in la doing a um uh uh tv show i'm like on two episodes so i got like a lot of stuff going on but yeah but that's exactly like what happened from the video and that's exactly that that's the story basically but like when i was on bradley i was telling like one thing i loved about door to door is that like you find yourself because like i learned so much stuff like i learned how to deal with adversity you know like i like it's 90 percent mental and it's 10 percent physical so like you, you you just got to be strong. You got to be stronger than the Holy Ghost, you know, because if you can go door to door and you uninvited guests and you pop unexpected like a premature baby and you greet the day with love in your heart, 
because somebody is always going through something. I, if you put your problems on the table and somebody else put their problems on the table and you say they problems, you probably pick your problem, you'll pick your problems up. So you never know what somebody going through. And that's what I learned as a door-to-door -door salesman. And now I'm able to tap into the real world and like I'm stronger than I was like when I first started because experience is the best teacher. And like I like I, I gotta like like I was telling Brad Leah, like I knocked on one lady. That's why I said that I, I, I will love, I can't wait. I've been working on this show for so long, my own TV show, because I got so many episodes of what I went through and I made it funny because laughter is the best medicine for the heart. And like, when you can branch that with like everyday life skills and then you could just like give it to the world and you can bring laughter with adversity and what you're going through, it's amazing. Because like, I never forget, like I was telling Brad Leah, like, People, when they see door-to-door -door salespeople, they like stereotype. They think they're criminals. They think they're bad people. They're not trustworthy. And, you know, it's a thin line between kind artists and salesperson. I, I get that. But at the end of the day, like, I, I wasn't never at no one's door for money. That's why I ain't come with a ski mask or armor truck. I was there to make, the, make a friend and to, like, be there to, like, comfort them and find out their problem. And I was, like, and I was the solution to their problem problem and I think that's why I was able to be a successful door-to-door -door salesperson and like like I tell myself to this day I said that why did God pick me like it's so many people that went door-to-door -door. like in the industry that I was in I didn't think because like it's a it's a huge turn turn turnover like I did that for like since like 2008 all the way to like 2017 that's like like nine to ten years and I didn't seen over like a million people come in the door some people gave up like because they couldn't do it some people quit because you know they had an excuse some people just you know it was just a huge turnover and i'm like out of all of these people and all of these organizations went door to door why did god pick me to be like the face of door to door and i tell myself to this day i say because hard work pays off because really i eat sleep and drink the business and not only that like i put in a lot of work like like i remember like I remember as a new man, I went and bought like 10 notebooks and I had like a notebook for jokes. I had a notebook for human interest story. I had a notebook for product knowledge. I just was like, I just was like, I, I never stopped learning. You know what I'm saying? And they said, they said the, uh, the dumbest, the dumbest question is the one you don't ask. One second. So my question is who wants to buy cleaner right now? Because you got everybody going to be out here buying cleaner, going, just give me a bottle, Kitty Brooks. Give me a bottle. <laughs> does, right. does it cure COVID-19? Cures COVID-19? Right. So, so he paused for a second, so I'm going to jump in, right? But so looking at some of the, the chats here, the, the last one says um, that uh, he can sell Raid to a bug. Okay. <laughs> right. So you can write that down, right? All right. <laughs> but um, you got a whole bunch of people just going crazy, saying you need to be on America's Got Talent. You got to get yourself out there because the, the message is inspiring when we hear everything that you went through to get to this point. I mean, dude, it's flat out insane what happened. And several people said, we need to see the Kenny Brooks book, right? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that book that's going to say, look at the shit that I swam through to get right. here, right? You like Shawshank Redemption, bro. You, <laughs> right. you went you went out the wrong way through the, through the shit tunnel to get there. Dude, that's impressive impressive that's right great. so so what so what are you doing now so you got everything locked up you're you got a sales training thing you said coming up right yeah i just launched a sales training course it's called um it's it's, it's um it's my sales training course I, i've been selling it but like i'm like 
critiquing it right now. So I'm putting everything because like I just launched over with Bradley to light speed. So, but um, yeah, I launched it like probably like um, in March, like like a couple a month and a half ago. It's been do doing pretty good. It's, it's it's crazy. It's real valuable. It's um it's it's Kenny it's Kenny Hype from Books .com. It got like a lot of value to it. Like and it's it's see sales is universal. So it don't matter if you do real estate, you do uh telemarketing, you do door to door. You know, like it, it, anybody can learn from it because number one, like I got like some I got a hundred of my favorite one liners. Then I got like uh persuasion versus persuasion because it teaches you persuasion and persuasion how you set up a customer, you know, like with the bond signals, it, 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 I got micro commitment, how you commit someone. It's just, it's so much. It's, it's like 25 to 30 videos. And then it's so much knowledge. Then I just got stories on how, if you don't give up, this will happen to you. So it's so much that you can learn from it, you know? So, but it, it's fantastic. amazing. It's pretty awesome. Dude, yeah. I found a brand new drinking game. Okay. Just <laughs> by watching this. The drinking game is. I got it. Go I know what YouTube. it is. You go on YouTube and everybody got to take a drink when he says to make a long story short. Story short. Right? <laughs> when he says that, everybody got a drink. We'd all be hammered right now. Dude, right, I got people right. in here going, don't give us the short story, man. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Everybody vibing right there with you. So yeah, that's fantastic. So give me, so if you had to pick just one thing out of this sales course you're putting together, Give everybody that one nugget that you say, this is the first thing you got to do. Is it a micro commitment? Is it the, you got to get the, the pre-slate yeah. instead of the um, My favorite that I will put that always works for me is called the, um, it's called a triangle sale. And it's basically off a referral. Like, cause like, um, sales is a numbers game. And and I use that basically because like I, I just got off the phone with someone yesterday and I was training them yesterday. They had did like a Zoom call and he wanted me to train this company because he like, man, it's this quarantine going on. Everyone is at home. I'm trying to sell at home. And um, what's the best way to sell businesses at home? And I was like, well, in my course, I said, I'll give you a sneak peek. I got in one of my um one of my um in my course, one of my favorites is called the uh it's called the square sale. And how I used to do it is basically a referral. I'll be like I'd be like, blame it on your neighbors. They said you was harder to catch than my ex-wife boyfriend. And they'd laugh, right? And I'd be like, you know, a lot of, and they'd be like, a lot of who I'd be like, a lot of your neighbors, they 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 said, they sent me over here, they said you was cooler than the other side of the pillow. And then I'd be like, after I sell them, this would this would the square cell, the uh triangle cell come in. It's basically like I'm selling two people back to back, and then I'm selling a person directly across the street. Now it's it, it this is it's with door to door, but it worked for like telemarketing real estate it, it works for anywhere because if you answer on the phone and you can use these lines and these techniques he, he he just he called me back today i was like man you gotta send me a video testimony because he like man it just actually worked because he don't go door to door he just use what i use on the phone because if you're in rome do as a romans but anyway to make a long story short here we go again i said it again y'all we got a drink but anyway so uh he, i was like um when i usually sell this person i'd be like well who's your neighbor next door oh that's karen no not karen i sold karen Oh, that's John. And I'm, and then, so what I do is I go next door. I'll be like, how you doing? You must be caring. Yeah, blame it on your neighbor. They said you was cooler than the other side of the pillow. And then they'd be like, so as I'm, as I'm talking to her, I just got two references. I just got a sale from Jeff. And then he just gave me Karen and he just gave me John. Now, right before I leave Karen, I'm telling her, look, uh, I'm in a hurry. Like Greyhound, can you bring the check next door? And so as they bring in the check next door, I'm like, how you doing? You must be caring. And it was like, yeah, how do you know my name? And then she'll see her neighbor. He is, she'll see her neighbor bringing me the check. I don't know if you get it. 
But like Absolutely. they like. So now she's talking to her neighbor. She's like, oh, she's like, what, are you, what did you just buy? And I'm like, oh, I thought you never asked. Hold this and watch this. So now she's comfortable because she see her neighbor giving me a check or money now. And now she's like, because that's what it is. Like, we call it customers Jones. Miss Jones buy because Miss Jones bought. And I always say that a referral plays a big part because a burglar is not going to use a referral or a references. I ain't never seen a criminal use a reference to do crime. I ain't never seen a burglar be like, oh, you know, John? Oh, he was at home. I stole this TV. Oh, you know, Jeff. Oh, yeah. As soon as he left, I took his keys out of his car and stole his car. You know what I'm saying? So when you use the referrals, it like plays a big part. So that's in my course. So I, I, I and I told him how to set it up and everything with the business because I told him how I did it going door to door. I told him I used to pick up sales Lamborghini fast, just like that. Like everybody, it was to a point where they bring out a desk in the middle of like a cul-de-sac and it'd be like the whole cul-de-sac would come out and I'd be performing, just doing jokes and like, you know, like like the three car Molly dude, like and everybody recording me and then they end up buying my product just because like they like how my sales techniques was. But that's my favorite right there because I got majority of my sales just off that and that's called the uh, triangle sale. So that that was face-to-face actual testimonial videos. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, at that point in time, you were like, bring me the money and then they go, okay, so your friend is actually, your neighbor is handing me a check Right. Which is more validation in the quality of the product and the presentation than anything else. That's just exactly. phenomenal, the thought right. process that had to go with that. I love right. it. I love yeah. it. So yeah. it'll it get to the point where they had helped me sell. They had, like, as soon as they bring it out, they were like, oh, you ain't show you what it did on the, the tile route. You ain't see what it did to the carpet. And I'd be like, oh, you should go door to door with me, mom. We'd be salt and pepper. We can tag team everybody. Cause like now you help me get the customer involved and they like, Oh yeah, I got to listen to her because like she just bought your product and it's my neighbor. And I, and I, I trust, I trust her. I trust her. You know what I mean? So right. the fear of missing out before it ever became uh, FOMO. Right. I love it. Right. Yes, so, sir. So here's what I want to do right now. So you guys literally, this has been like jumping on a freight train and trying to hold on from the outside. Right. It's been nonstop as we go through it. He's provided a bunch of value and he used humor. So, you know, exactly. That's what, what I enjoy the most is Kenny's humor and his ability to bring up the real and what was there. So my question to you guys is who has questions for Kenny Brooks? Mo Rock, go for it. Thank you very much, Joe. And thank you very much, Kenny. My question is, you know, first of all, your story is so inspiring. And I remember coming across your video many years ago. So it's nice to have you here. Um, Appreciate I was actually talking to Joe about this yesterday. You know, I think that everyone should do door-to-door sales at some point in their life. Because the grit and tenacity that you develop from doing it. So my question is, for people that may have not done it, how do you translate that grit that you learn naturally? How do you instill that in other salespeople? Um, just being yourself, like, um, to be honest with you, like, it don't even got to be door to door. The reason why I, I, and I agree a hundred percent with you when you said that it should be, um, everybody should do it. I was saying that, that like, it should be taught in like colleges, I think, because like you learn so much stuff going door to door, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like, it's like, it's like a secret to society. Like, you know, and, and I say that to say this is that like, if you never went door to door, the value that you get out of like. It, it, it helps you with confidence. Number one, you learn yourself. Like I was telling Mo on the last podcast, I said that some people die at the age of 19, they don't get buried today 70 because they gave up a long time ago. So once like I tapped into myself and started figuring out what I want to be and what I want to do 
people and not give up my goals, my wants, my needs, my desires, it all happened for a reason. So it, it enabled me to keep pushing, keep going, keep hanging in there like shingles and drywall. So that way I know my why, my reason why I'm out here. So, and a lot, like, like the reason why I say everyone should go door to door is because if you can do door to door, you can do anything you want in, in, in life, period. And for those that never went door to door, you just got to be yourself. You got to find your niche. You got to find out what keeps you going. Like, it's a lot of people that didn't wake up this morning. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I told, I told Mo that I said that, <clears throat> you know, the midget told me yesterday, life is short, you know, because tomorrow ain't always promised. So if you breathe in and God blessed us to, you know, with this 24 hours in a day, we got to take advantage of it. So I feel like that we're here for a reason, not the season. So it's so much that you can learn from other people's mistakes and your own. But you got to remember that we all we all got a purpose to serve. So uh, Janice wants to know, do you still have bottles of the cleaner that she can order? Yeah, I got, I got, I got my own company called Do It Fluid. I got my cleaner with my face on it. It's called Do It Fluid. Um, you go to KennyHeightFromBrooks.com, it's on there. And then I got Pink Miracle, too. I'm like the brand ambassador of this new cleaner. It's like a shoe cleaner. We about to get it in Foot Locker. So uh, I'm supposed to be doing I saw, like... I saw it on your videos. You He goes door to door cleaning people's shoes. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. insane. That's yeah, we just, insane. we just, we've been selling it. like uh, NBA players. We, we've been selling NBA players and uh, all type of people. I'm supposed to have been doing a commercial with Shaq because uh, he, he, he owned Papa john's and he wanted to invest into it so it's crazy yeah it's, it's bigger than what oprah used to be so it's gonna be crazy great so is kenny-brooks.com the best place to find you yeah that's my website that got everything you need to know on there okay so i just want to make sure so mike phillips was nice yeah. enough to type that kenny-brooks.com that's my website then i got kenny-brooks.com slash booking that's for like booking if people wanted to book me for like shows or speaking or any type of you know it, it, when you go on there you'll see you got a whole bunch of things that you can you know miss clemens you heard that one right there her answer was how do i get kenny to talk to people in the company yes right. so, flash bookings yeah that's, that's what's gonna go there so anyone else got a question for Kenny Brooks? It's not often you're going to get a man of this caliber that's going to be able to sit down and say, let me answer your question. Mike Phillips. <clears throat> I got one simple question, and this, this, I, just, I just want to know if you'll accept my Facebook friend request so I can sit back and continue to watch the show. Yeah, I got you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> that's my Mike question. Mike Phillips, you will be allowed yeah. in. I got, I got two of them. I got Kenny Brooks. And, and when you go to Kenny Brooks, you'll see it's under Funny Salesman. And then I got Kenny Brooks Comedian. That's my fan page. But just go to Kenny Brooks right. Funny Salesman. And then I accept you. I probably got to delete like two people because I'm like maxed out at 5,000. But yeah. It's, you I, want me to tell you which two to delete? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to delete me and drop in Mike. Yeah, I see. No, no. I, just I got, swapping I got, white no. bread for white bread, bro. I get it. No, me, yeah. me, and Joe get, me and Joe go way back like four fats on a cutaway. So we good. <laughs> All right. Luigi, you got a question? Because you know you're leaning forward. I know what yeah, that means. Well, I mean, it's 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 a lot to take in. Um, I like how Kenny just throws one liner after one liner. I mean, if if you were to guess, how how many doors have you knocked in the last ten years? And did you do like B2B or just B2C? Say that again, B2B or what? Did you go to business to business or you just went to the end user? Yeah, I, I did everything. I sell anybody but a dead body. So, like, I started off door to door and then I went business to business because, like, I wanted to be, like, more professional and, like, 
um, business to business, they pay more. Cause like when you selling at home, you probably selling like single wives or single husbands. And you know, they like stay at home and they really don't have a lot of money. But when you go to businesses, they just tax right off. And then at the same time, like it, it, it's like, it's more easier. Like, even though I had a rebuttal for everything, like, like I said, like they couldn't really tell me nothing. Like every time they told me something, I had an answer for everything. Like, but I, I, I wanted to outgrow myself in a company. It was basically like, I wanted to see how far I can go because what I did, I used to play a mind game with myself. I, that's how I ended up breaking the company record. Like I knocked on like 160 doors one day and I broke the record and sold 112 bottles in one day. That was my highest day. So I was just out there just straight grinding. So, but yeah, I started off doing business to business. I started off doing door to door, excuse me. Then I did business to business. Now, how many doors I'd have knocked on in 10 years, 11 years? Probably, I don't know, probably like 10, 20 million. I don't even remember. I stopped counting. Because really, I don't even count. I just count the sales, you know, because sales is a mystery and it's 90% mental, 10% physical. So I can't have stinking thinking and I don't want to think about how many doors I'd have knocked on either because I get sidetracked and like, that's why I used to always like think ahead. Like I used to always, you got to have a PMA, a positive mental attitude. So I used to always stay, I used to stay on point like Stacey Adams. So I didn't want to think the wrong way because once you get that thought, like Thomas Edison say, if you think you can, you're right. If you think you can't, you still right. Cause them your thoughts. So I didn't want to think the wrong way. You know what I mean? So. And what did you sell B2B? What product or what service? My cleaning product. We used to sell to like farms. I used to buy like cases like Matlock. Then we, I used to just go to businesses. It didn't really matter. We used to just go to businesses, car dealerships. I used to get set. I used to sell them cases there, and they used to only just buy a case because they wanted me to talk to their salespeople in a meeting. So I used to do a lot of car dealerships because they really was a fan of my video. So, but I, I used to go to like a lot of like a lot of uh, basically uh, meetings and stuff, like a lot of meetings. I I get sales, and then they like they uh book me on like a, a meeting. Come back because they'd be like, man, we play your uh, video and our correlations, so it don't matter if it was like, but like, I we used to go to all type of businesses, like. Oh, okay, okay, but it was the uh, the same cleaning product. Okay, what has there ever been a person that has left you speechless or an objection that you haven't been able to answer? Nope. Only one that left me speechless and an objection I wasn't able to answer. It was called a rejection. That's when they just slammed the door, and I just be like, well, Kobe slamming harder, and I walk off. <laughs> he was speechless hey, I got when I sent him a picture on his phone, but you don't want to know what I sent him a picture of. Uh, that's not important. I got but, another question. Uh, yeah. So, so hold on, Mike. Vicky has right. a question. She's been nicely chatting over, saying, "Can you so someone let me talk to Kenny Brooks?" Damn it. Yeah. Sorry. Kenny, Kenny. First of all, you are unbelievable, and I really believe the reason why you didn't die when they pulled that shotgun on you is because God wasn't done with you yet. Amen. So, Thank you. Appreciate you're it. Welcome. You have a God-given talent. And I'm also in sales, and I can say things to people and be assertive and get away with it where other people couldn't. It's right. Absolutely. Right. How do you teach people, and I know that you have your videos, I see them on your website, who don't have what you have? Um, well, basically, um, because first of all, it, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I tell people that all the time, like when I'm training them, because like I get a lot of people that like, they try to mimic me and they be like, be like you're not Kenny Brooks. First of all, like everybody is not a comedian. And I, and I, and I always tell people this because like, I'm really is like 100% comedian. Like, 
I'm a hundred percent comedian and I'm like a 200% salesman. I used to say I was a hundred percent. I used to say I was 99% and then I was a 1% salesman. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm really, I'm really a hundred percent comedian and I'm 200% salesman. And I say that to say this is that like when, when they not me, I just tell them to be they self, but it's all about making a friend. Cause it's so many, like, like we got friends that we just know how to make them laugh, have a good time and get them to love us, get them to like us. And that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Right. Once you get someone to love you or like you, then that's when they trust you. That's what I, I tell everybody that I train. I say, look, once you get, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So once you get someone to love you, they're going to tell you that they're going to open up their person, tell you to jump in. Now, like I, I do got, I got, I got personality is always going. Like I, I know how to break the ice. I, like I even say corny stuff. I'd be like, how much do a bear weigh? Enough just to break the ice. My name is Kenny Brooks, you know? And then so once they start laughing, I'm into it, you know, but I got corny stuff too. Like some of the stuff that I say, I'd be like, dang, if I was in Detroit not right now with my friends, I wouldn't even be able to say this. Like if I'm in Detroit right now with my friends, like in the ghetto, I wouldn't be able to say, oh, paint me green, call me a pickle. Golly G Batman, it works. I wouldn't be saying that. It'd be like, what? What, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So it's like, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But then at the same time, I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I, I know what's been working for me all the time. And like, I didn't train thousands of people, millions of people that they use some of my lines too, but they just use it in the wrong way. They, they say it wrong. Where they say it, like, right. like Chinese proverbs say, if you can't smile, you should open the store. Some of them will try to say jokes and lines and try to win people over and they be looking negative or they be mean mugging them or they don't have a smile on their face. And I'll be like, man, it's sort of like going into this restaurant if they got bad customer service, if they got a mean mug on their face or they frowning at you and they making your food, you're going to be like, no, I want a different waiter. I want someone else to make my food. That's the same thing with sales. If you get in front of someone and you got a presentation going on and you're not smiling and you, and you, and you look like someone making you do this job, they're going to be like, oh, you should do something else or I can't deal with you. It's the same thing. So I guess my question was, does your videos address people that don't have what you have, that don't have what I have? That Absolutely. Help Okay, great. All right. Thank you so much. You're, You're awesome. Welcome. Thank Mike, you. Mike Phillips has another question too. So I, yeah, one of the questions I have, cause I think it's really interesting. You are nonstop, man. I love the energy. I absolutely I thrive on that stuff, but where, what, what drives you to, to keep going? You know, I, I texted Joe this, like, is it the money? It's not about the money. Is it the win? What is it that drives you that it, what is it that fuels your passion, man? That you, like man, we can all just, see it. It's just the love. I just love it. I just love like it's like as soon as I got introduced to this, it was like like you can't melt me or pour me out of this. Like you gonna have to like I ain't gonna stop until they put flowers on me. And at the end of the day, it ain't even about money because like uh, I don't look at everything as money. Even though I do need money, people need money to survive. But I feel like that um, whatever you're looking for, looking for you. And I know like. Long as I do my part and I pay it for, I know the Lord's gonna bless me and my family at the end of the day. So I like I don't do it. I don't do it. it's a lot of stuff you really can't do for money nowadays anyway. Because like when we all go away, we can't take none of this with us. You know what I mean? So I just do it for the love. Like I love helping people, and I gotta remember someone helped me. Someone trained me. Like I didn't come out like this. I sat in seats like everyone else. I was new before, but what happened was that like even a dummy know to buckle up. Like I felt like when I was new, I I felt like that. When they was teaching me, they was only talking to me. Like I felt, and I just took all the information. I took the meat and spit out the bones. So now I'm able to give back. Like so, if someone, I I, I just love teaching it, and I just do it. I just do it because of the love. Like at the end of the day, it's all love. So I know that 
someone, I know I'm going to get the blessing right back. It don't matter if it's next week, next month, a year from now. I know it's all going to come back to me. Like when a lady took advantage of me, I still love her to pieces like Reese's. Like I don't hold, I don't hold no grudges. I just know that the Lord going to bless me. As long as I keep paying it forward and keep doing my part, because I, I got kids that look up to me and I got to be a role model at all times. And not even just kids. I got people that watch my video. Look, I got people all over the world and they inspire. And then this damn age, like people looking for something to like keep them going, especially with the, the quarantine at home, the Corona, like people looking for inspiration. So as long as I can do that and pay it forward and tell my story and let them know that, look, I went through this, but look, I didn't give up. I'm gonna keep going. So, you know, Hey, you know, so. Good, man. Thank you. So uh, Bob Donnell has a question, I believe, because he raised his little hand on the uh, on the Zoom thing. Maybe he was clapping. I raised, I raised my little hand. There he is. Hey. There's Bob Donnell. This is a phenomenal individual. He's one of my dear friends, Kenny. So this is a great person to know. How you doing, Bob? Uh, thanks. Hey, nice to meet you, Kenny. I remember seeing your video so many years ago, and every time I've seen it, I've never stopped laughing. So you have done, uh, you've struck a chord, obviously. I got a question for you. How do you measure your life now? I mean, you've had, you've had great success. You've gone through a lot of adversity in your life. How do you measure at the end of the, your life? How will you measure it? Um, that's a great question. Um, Bob does well, that, bro. Right, Bob right does now, those great I, questions. I just measure it on like, what's next? Like, and then I like, mm -hmm. I got to have something to fall back on, like a legacy for my kids. So long as I like, like, I just stay hopeful. And I just look at everything that happened until where I'm at now. I just know that I ain't where I want to be right now. I got a long way to go. So long as I got a long way to go. That's how I push my, I got like, I got two teenagers right now. Like I got a 14 to 13 year old and I'm pushing them to like be better than what I was. I don't want them to go through the same thing I went through. So that's how I measure my success right now because I know that I got a long way to go and I'm no, I'm not nearly where I want to be right now. Like, and like, yeah. see, success is like a state of mind because like my kids asked me this the other day when they was just visiting me, they was like, um, if you had a million dollars, would you say you successful? I'm like, no, nah. I just want to have peace of mind. And I want the things that money cannot buy, you know, like happiness, wow. you know, loyalty, integrity, you know, saying principles, you know, I, I just want to be happy. I want to just be at peace. But if I got all of that, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm successfully secure. So I know that money at the end of the day, I'm going to have it. I'm going to be financially, I'm going to be financially stable. I'm going to be good. But I just, I just, I do this all for like my family. I do this because I, I know where I come from. You know, I come from the struggle. Like they say the Smartest people don't come from Harvard and Yale. They come from adversity, you know? Amen. Amen. Well said. Well, Kenny, I just want to tell you um, how much I appreciate you and your story. Uh, keep, man, just just keep uh, your your head up. Just keep moving forward. You are crushing it uh, in so many I different areas it. of life. So congratulations, sir. Thank you. Fantastic. So remember, everybody wants to buy a cleaner like uh, Ken, who's asking me questions on uh, YouTube, right? Uh, it's Kenny-Brooks.com. Uh, you can go buy the pink one. You can buy the, the green one. Yeah. You can buy every, I can set, touch every the color Kenny one too. Yeah. I didn't see yep. it on that website. Is there a website to buy it on? Say that again. I didn't see it on the KennyBrooks.com website. I only saw about your videos. Is there another? You, you went to Kenny Hyphen Brooks. All right. Well, I got. I, I'm. I'm gonna um, shoot the um. 
I'm gonna shoot the website. That's why I say we like redoing a lot of stuff because of this corona. Everything is like moving slow. But I'm gonna get the website and I can just uh tag I can tag y'all in it on, on this um on this. Or I can send it to Joe and then have Joe reach out to y'all. Yeah. I apologize. On Facebook because you know we already friends, not like with Mike, because he just wants to get in there. But yeah, you can just go to the post on Facebook and drop it in so it's the right one. And then that way everybody will get notified and go from there. So Right. But, all right. Any other questions? Because Kenny Brooks got a day to get get back to. I appreciate you, brother. Like nobody's business. I thank you for coming on and uh, spending time with the crew. And uh, yes, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I mean, the, the the actual comments are blowing up from people. Brenda Jones is like, oh my god, thank you so much for the invite. Because now I need to go do something else. Because evidently everybody's online doing kid stuff, yeah. right? Lisa said the same thing. Right. My buddy Christopher Roush is over there going, you are raw and you are right. So that's just where it is. Now, he said rock at the end, but raw rock, but I didn't <laughs> right. like that. So we're going to go the other way, right? He can't say nothing. I got the camera, right? Right. So Mike Phillips is just impressed with you as a human being. So that's a, yeah, I that's a definite, I appreciate y'all for this call, man. Like, Thanks for just letting me tell my story and, like, inspiring others. Like, I got inspired, you know? That's what it's absolutely. all about. Yeah, I, I, if we could, if we could actually put you in a can, right? Then we could actually outdo Monster and Red Bull and everything else because energy <laughs> right. flowing through you is amazing. Right, appreciate it, appreciate it, especially, especially all us old people. <laughs> over here going, Damn, how do you do that? How do you do that? Hey, thank you, Joe. This call was amazing. Thank you a lot, Joe, for putting this together and letting us all get all Fantastic. this value. Um, as a community service, not charging anyone to provide this value. And I, I really appreciate that, Joe. You're really doing an amazing job with these calls. And I and thank you for uh, allowing all of us to be part of the community. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Everybody, even with your cameras there, just give a little clap for Kenny Brooks. So thank you. He can't see you. He's on his phone. He just sees me. But they clap, 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 clap. When you watch right. it later, they're all like, clapping. Oh, look, yes. So. All right. All right, perfect. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day again. Thank Thanks, you so Joe. much, Kenny Brooks. All right. Thank you, buddy. Kenny. Nice to see right. you, Kenny. Thank you. There you go. Appreciate you, brother. Right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you don't want to go, raise your hand. I don't want to go. Where are we going? I don't want to go either. I don't know what somebody's watching. I'm on, a, I'm on another call myself. Oh, I'm Scott, doing another tell call him, at the same Tell time. them you don't want to go, Scott. Tell them no. <laughs> Uh, We're doing role playing. I'm doing role playing. I'm gonna mute myself. I'll see you guys. Bye, everybody. All right, guys. Have a good night. Later, Mikey. Later. Be good. Be good. We're gonna have to end the meeting so Mo can get off because he just walked away, left his screen on. So (laughs) be good. I appreciate y'all. Peace. Thanks for choosing to spend your time with us here at the Sales Genius Podcast. If your company is looking to increase sales or is having an event that would benefit from one of the Sales Genius team members attending, please look us up on the web at salesgenius.live, salesgenius.live. Don't forget to like this episode, subscribe to the channel, and share it out to the world. Until next time, remember more deals, more money, more happy. Now go out there and close a deal.